So everybody, it is episode 12 for Zay Ling. Uh, well, again, we'll play into that. So how would you communicate that, you know, handcuffs are kind of safe place sometimes? I mean, the, the best thing that you can do is trust your trust, trust, right? Like, right? like, like she's like, cool with and what I'm cool with. You know what I'm saying? So if her job or part of her job is having sex with other people, that's just something I'm going to have to deal with. You, you think about, you know, the, the maximum number of things that you want to share with your partner in the ride of an elevator and the number of things that they can share with you uh, before you're ready to fuck them. You've been tested recently. What are you into? What are your what safe are your words? Safe words? What, what are your relationship parameters? Yes. So everybody, it is episode 12 for Zay Link. Round of applause. Mm, I don't have the round of applause. Uh, <laughs> I don't have my regular late. sound effects um, today, so you're going to have to bear with me. You're late. Okay. Uh, well, again. I got this today. <laughs> That's good enough. We're going to bring the energy, guys. Hopefully today we're going to have some more excitement. And um, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff in regards to sex clubs. And uh, there aren't much open right now, but... I do have Dylan, uh, general manager from Oasis Aqua Lounge, one of my uh, ventures that I was in um, for a little while as a brand ambassador. And we're going to get him to talk about it. We're going to have so many questions and um, get some answers to those questions. But before we jump into that, Friday, run the tune. That's Nana Goody, man. Nana Goody. I like that track. And it's called Finesse and the video's fire. So it's really good. Go on uh, Instagram, follow her. Also go on YouTube and check out the full video. Mm-hmm. That's We Love Hip Hop alumni also. Yes. So um, again, I'm your host, Alizé Vlogs. And um, follow me on Instagram, Alizé Vlogs. I'm also on Twitch under Delagachi as a gamer. Um, follow Zay Link on Instagram, Friday Ricky Dread, We Love Hip Hop Network. Double H. Yes. It's an amazing podcast. And we love you guys too. So keep sending those questions in. And if you have comments, questions, or anything about intimacy, sexuality, and anything that's on your mind about the hosts, the guests, and um, anything to do with the show, just send your emails to zaylinks at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to answer. Or if you feel comfortable sending me a DM direct, no worries. Right? So check out my link tree. See all my links there. And um, keep connected. So we are going to jump oh, right hiya. into it <laughs> and talk to Dylan. How oh, are don't you? talk to me. I'm not worth it. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's a, an honor to be on your podcast. I watched some it's of our- It's an honor. Other... I feel oh, great. It's such an honor. <laughs> I've watched some of the other folks who have been on here. And I, when you asked me, I was like, I don't deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking simp. I don't, I don't need to be here. 
we talked about Simpson in the past. <laughs> well, How, okay. So you okay? I like your introduction as being a simp. So, what is your version of a simp? Oh man, a simp is just an individual who is just beholden to a. I, I was gonna say a lady, but a wonderful person online, a wonderful online personality who they just can't get over. <laughs> I'm just simping right now, guys. <laughs> simping. I like the terminology. <laughs> Ready to write that one down? <laughs> That's the title. I'm just simping. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Instead of pimping. I like it. No, no, you got that. You got, I got it. You, I got you. I got you. <laughs> He's just simping here on the show. And um, yeah, let's talk about Oasis Aqua Lounge. We're going to ask you some Please. other intimacy questions. So as a little simpleton, we're not going to take you so simple. We're going to delve deep. Uh-oh. <laughs> and get into that sex life. Get All into right. that intimacy. I'm into it. I'm into okay. it. Let's go. So the disclaimer has been made. So he's going to be talking some dirt. Ooh. And the tea is mm. going to be spilled. Tea's at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, let's talk about Oasis Aqua Lounge. You are a general manager. And how long have you been affiliated with the sex club? Uh, I've, I guess I've been affiliated officially with them for... Eight years in May. So we're, wow. what, what are we? We're February now. So two 2021. months. 2021. Yeah, wow. I know, right? Um, so yeah, I started in May 2013 mm. uh, as a, you know, introductory cleaner. And now I've made, made my your way, way from the bottom to the top. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't deserve it, but I'm here now. <laughs> You're deserving. <laughs> I will not brand you as a simpleton or a simp. <laughs> You are deserving. You do a great thing there at Oasis. I appreciate that. Thank you. But yeah, I, I, yeah, eight, eight years in May. So I, I've been there for a little while. Been there for a minute. So you're a vet. So how many naked people have you seen? I mean. <laughs> Count. At least 12. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> if I had to guess, probably like 40 or 50,000. We get like. Wow. Yeah, we get like 13. Well, I say we get. We got like 1300 a week so nudists or just people that were like pe naked people they mm. they could be nudists they could be people looking to engage in public sex they could be swingers they could be fucking anyone mm -hmm. um but yeah we yeah i i'd say at least 50k uh naked people all different types and it was wonderful wonderful <laughs> that's um, all <laughs> can i throw an early question in there yes. yeah please you said you started off as the cleanup guy yeah, one of them. Well, what was the cleanup job? What the fuck are y'all cleaning up? <laughs> Everything that you're thinking, yeah. we cleaned it up. They were the ones who started the sanitation with wiping down everything. So, oh like, God, yeah. with the whole COVID right now with wipes, uh, Oasis was doing that from a long time. I, I mean, it, it was, like, <laughs> funny you should mention when they mentioned all the new COVID cleaning requirements. Like, guys, we got this on lock. Just come talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's fluids and liquids and... Yeah, I was there many times um, doing my thing, interviewing and whatnot. And yeah, like it's, it can get pretty messy. Yeah. And it's yeah. always clean 20 Ooh. minutes later. <laughs> yeah, the rooms are used. And you, you know what? It was actually sex everywhere. So you could be like in a hallway. You could be like in one of the staged rooms. You could be anywhere. And you would just probably have fluid just not really flying in your face or anything like that. But it would be like depending on like where the person ejaculated, it would just be there and they'd have to clean up their mess like the gym. Absolutely. You use the machines and stuff, you wipe up, and then you're good. Squirters yeah. are a problem in there. Yeah. I mean, I would never <laughs> define a squirter as a problem. They're more of an opportunity. Mm, <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
We did have some people who'd be like, hey, guys, I'm just letting you know. This is the splash zone. Yeah. And people who didn't listen. Would fall. They, and there would be slips and falls, I'm sure, because there are some people that are serious squirters. Oh, absolutely. And try walking on that after somebody just, you know, even had maybe a bukkake or something. I mean, in the ballroom, right? There was nights where you'd have a bukkake and like you'd have absolutely. a whole bunch of uh, dudes ejaculating on, you know, a selected female and she would get up and probably go clean herself off. And then uh, what do you do with the rest of the stuff there? Oh, man, we <laughs> like we had procedure and policy ready to go. Uh, <laughs> procedure and policy. Absolutely. We had cleaners like just ready. So, hold on. You were one of those cleaners. I you know what? I started. It's funny you mentioned Bukaki because like one of my favorite event titles, Bukaki Night in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Master cleaner. That can't be the title. <laughs> it is absolutely the title. Uh, I started. Write this down. <laughs> Can Bukaki go as a title on uh, YouTube? Demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> it won't even recognize it. Maybe it's like a foreign way. way how you spell it? No, it'll find it from the from the Pornhub algorithms and bring it right over to YouTube. Demonetized. Bukaki. Eighteen and over. Vol. Absolutely. What if you space it out? Bukaki with like dots in the middle. Boo karaoke. No, no, it doesn't even work that. <laughs> that might work. <laughs> but no, I, I was before the time of Bukaki Night in Canada. I, I started in the DTF days when we just had DTF. And DTF is down to fa. That's correct. Down to F. Uh, we can swear. So. Oh, we can swear. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, DTF is. DTF was the, the, the grandfather, grandmother, mm-hmm. grandparent of Bukaki Night in Canada. It's our gangbang night. But mm-hmm. we have, I've been there a few times. Oh, so have I. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's interesting. I, I've seen some stuff there and I was doing interviews with some of the guests that were, um, well, not the guests, but really just some of the people that were attending the club and just asking them like their experience. And then there's people like having crazy sex in the background. And I had to position the camera like away from it because I'm like, I'm trying to still get this, you know, YouTube friendly. Absolutely. And <laughs> it was interesting. And there was like so there was so much diversity and so much people that were like, so different and a lot of the guests that i interviewed they were so shy i mean and then they were taking it in all kind of holes and doing everything doing the most and i'm like wow you know what (laughs) you mentioned that it's so funny like the people who have the craziest sex i won't say the like the people as a generalization but a lot of folks who have the craziest best sex lives are generally pretty shy yeah like don't, the inner demon comes up, right? Like, <laughs> don't don't discount that shy person who you you're looking at and be like, oh, they're shy. They're probably pretty, you know. They're yeah. probably pretty. No, yeah, <laughs> they've got the best demons. <laughs> I was so surprised, you know. And if we if you guys can go on my um, page and look at some of those interviews, I mean, it was just so much different types of people that had so much different um, things about them, and it was just interesting when I was there live seeing it. Like, they were shy. And then I'm seeing you with like three guys, four guys. I'm like, that's more brave than me. <laughs> Just wow. I mean, if you live your life being told that, you know, your desires are wrong, you're probably going to be a relatively shy individual. Until you have a place like Oasis Until now. Until you have a place where you're able to actually fucking do it. Walk around naked, have a locker, have a hot tub, uh, have the works. I mean, even like I'm wearing one of the Oasis shirts right now and Oasis as a sex club made it in the top uh, 500 companies um, on the registry for its uh, success of being, you know, a really good business. Oh, I think. Yeah. (laughs) 
And so, I mean, that's really something cool to note. I mean, it's not just a little private place that people would expect is just, you know, most people don't even know where it was. It's actually downtown. Um, do you want to let people know? Yeah, actually, we, we've been right downtown, uh, essentially like a four minute walk from, uh, what is it, College Subway Station, mm -hmm. uh, right across from Maple Leaf Gardens. Like we're the freakiest sex you can find right next to the cheese wall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I love that you mentioned that we're in the, the Growth 500. We've actually been in the Growth 500 three years in a row. Wow. Um, yeah, we started in 2018, then we got it 2019 and 2020 as well. And then this year we were recognized, or actually I shouldn't say that, we're nominated Wow. for uh, best brick and mortar sex club in the world. Did you say brick? B brick and mortar, like uh, uh, the, the a storefront. A, exactly. Like, like a place that exists all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Rather than like Killing Kittens, Killing Kittens, awesome organization where they like rent out a space every time they do a party where mm. ours is like pop up yeah. shops and shit. Exactly. So yeah, consistency. We, we're on the ASN awards for 2021, and uh, vote wow. guys, please. We love you. <laughs> and we're in Oasis Aqua Lounge. Um, people have to understand, based on COVID and all that stuff, it, it's not possible to be fully open. Absolutely no. We we shut down. Well. well February 19th today. So we're 11 months and two days since we actually closed our doors officially, March 17th, oh, man. Uh, 2020. What a sad time. I know, right? <laughs> but uh, we we transitioned to running an online community in May, starting in May of 2020. And that's what we've been doing since. And we're still, we've spent the most of this 11 months just rebuilding the club and doing maintenance projects that we weren't able to get to because well, we there was open. always people because it's exactly. seven days a week. Yeah, it's seven days a week from 11 a.m. until 3 a.m. There's not a ton of maintenance time. <laughs> well, you can always get a cleaner in. Absolutely. <laughs> I can say like after being the maintenance, I was a maintenance guy for about two, two and a half years and a cleaner for about two and a half years. So like the cleaning's easier than doing the maintenance. Mm. <laughs> Actually, cleaning's quite hard, but the maintenance, you got to do it between 3 a.m. and 11 a.m. And that's a shitty shift. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, and then all the naked people are gone, right? So. Right, you don't even have anything to look at. <laughs> wow, okay. So um, let's talk about you on a more personal level. Me? Ooh, I'm not interesting, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'll get to you shortly. But let's talk about Aqua Flirts, because with yeah. Oasis as a sex club, there were brand ambassadors. I was one of them, but I wasn't with the whole clan of like um, the Aqua Flirts and Maybe you want to shed some light on us to like what the Aquaflirts represented and what they did for the club? Absolutely. So the Aquaflirts were our in-house kind of marketing team and they were in charge of doing like uh, event promotion in the club, making sure that everybody knew who was who in the zoo and uh, greeting new folks, making sure that everyone felt comfortable in terms of like, oh, you know, you don't know what's going on tonight. I'm going to let you know what's going on. And they were um, sometimes nude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Our dress code is very, very lax. <laughs> we had folks who were working in the nude, folks who were working in lingerie, folks who were working in, you know, full body suits, depending on what they wanted to be wearing and what the theme was. But um, their their entire role was to make sure that folks knew what we were doing for the evening. Um, and then other than that, made sure that folks felt comfortable in our space. Mm -hmm. And then on occasion, we also had street team aquaflirts where they would go out and interact with car washes. I know car washes, <laughs> going out at pride, going out at different parades, going out at different... and the topless march. I participated Absolutely. in that too. Topless march, uh, world naked bike ride, all those fun events, and then 
if we were really, really lucky and we had the ability to go like um, across Canada or across the United States to different events like uh, oh, to you pop know in the or sex show. The, yeah, the everything to do with sex show yeah. or depending on where there was super awesome events going on, we might have some aquafloids there depending on if we were able to make it and everybody's schedule lined up. Yeah, and speaking of Aquafleur, it's uh, Cece, <laughs> one of our previous guests, um, was also an Aquafleur. Yeah, Cece was an awesome, awesome, uh, eh, excuse me, an awesome Aquafleur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, being an Aquafleur was a fun piece, and I think that there, because the club is shut down, the Aquafleur would be an ideal place to still get the connection of what's kind of happening at the club, or in the, I guess, the concept of the sex club, what people can do now that is kind of closed, connect yeah. with them. Absolutely. So we still got the Aquaflits going, going strong. Like they're the folks who run our events online and make sure that people know what's going on on Instagram and all of our different social media f- focuses. Um, you can find them whenever you kind of go online and look for Oasis Aqua Lounge. That's who you're interacting with. So people can find them on Instagram at Oasis. Is it just, I think it's like Oasis Aquaflirts. It's just at Aquaflirts. Okay. So yeah. Aquaflirts. Okay. And people can get connected and, you know, enjoy their content that they're still producing. And then also maybe if they have questions, then the Aquaflirts can answer based on what they remember or what was, I guess, happening at the time. Or what's going on in the future. Like we're, we're keeping everyone in touch and making sure everyone knows what's what's what and who's who in the zoo. Making sure that, uh, you know, we know what's going on in the future and when we're going to be doing different things. So our focus right now is specifically on our online community. But uh we got our fingers crossed for the reopening. I, I, yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say like May, June, but I can't say. I can't say for sure because we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, but, things are so uncertain right now. It's kind of crazy, but we're optimistic. And I mean, if you can do it in person, you can do it online. That's, I guess, absolutely positive thinking. But uh, <laughs> that's the only way I could think about it, right? So, on the topic of online, I just want to add a media. Um, Please interjection do. here um juice world his girl his girlfriend is on only fans now and his fans are kind of appalled because she's sharing content of him and her even though he's passed away and it could be porn i'm not sure because i'm not subscribed but it's just um how do you feel about something like that somebody passes away and you have content with them. Like, I mean, it's almost like their music. Like, do you stop you, like, promoting it or do you keep sharing it? And she had an intimate, you know, connection with him. So what's the views on something like that? Ooh, I am so unfamiliar with the individuals involved. But I would say... Oh, right. Well, it's a rapper and um, his girlfriend. I'm not sure. She's kind of like a model going into that now because now she's doing more explicit adult content. Yeah, and Juice right. World passed away last year um, due to an yeah. overdose. Um, oh. The cops rushed his plane and stuff like that. They had a whole bunch of like, but he uh, had a drug problem, stuff. basically. Yeah. He he OD'd on like swallowing a whole bunch of pills like before the cops got onto the Ooh. plane. That sounds rough. Uh, like that's a shitty way to go. But um, I mean, if if he was producing content with his partner at the time, and like they made it with the idea of them being able to produce it and, and share it. I don't see any issue with that. I mean, unless they specifically said, don't do this, or I guess more if they specifically didn't say. Well, the, the you, death was kind of like sudden. So there was really probably no prep to say like, you know, do this or that, but she has to kind of live her life. Like, you know, she kind of has to, you know, if she's going to the entertainment realm and she's doing other stuff, like she does have a right to move on. And I mean, 
I don't know. It's almost like you're doing content. And what if you're with a new partner? Do you still post content with the partner you used to be with? Um, I would say like if it's between you and your partner or you and your, your co-actor, I should say. Okay. Like if somebody's given you consent to share that, share it away. Don't, like if it's your job, if it's your, your world and that's what you're doing, your partner really doesn't have a say to tell you what you can do for work. Um, but on the previous comment, like if, if this person didn't have time to get consent from their partner from Juice World and is sharing it online, I don't know that I, I can agree with that, to be quite yeah, honest. We got to wait for the unraveling of the story for her piece, I guess, because <laughs> it's challenging because it is only fans. And I mean, if she hasn't moved on and she's still connected to him and she's trying to now make money, one of the things in the story was also the fact that she's not trying to benefit off his money because he was very successful, right? And his family and everything is, you know, probably monitoring his finances and she's not trying to say like, I'm just gonna wanna get money off of him because she wasn't married to him, she was a girlfriend, right? So she's saying that she wants to get her own bag. So I think it's pretty fair for what she's trying to do because it's not like she's like, you know, showing some next man and saying, this is who I'm with now and just kind of acting wild. She's still, you know, dealing with it. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's all about like, I think it, it's a hard question, right? Like the, you know, if, if the rules were reversed in my mind and someone was sharing content of a, of anyone really, uh, not in who wasn't in the spotlight, let's say, and they're just sharing content without grabbing permission from them. Um, and they died or they're out of the scene or whatever it may be. Um, it's hard to tell. Like, I think you need consent to share somebody's content, whether or not they're, they're, even identifiable or not, if you're sharing intimate content, you gotta you gotta have consent from them. Yeah, especially if it's intimate, like sexual exactly, content, yeah. and we don't know what kind of stuff it is. So I guess we'll have to stay tuned to these the socials and find out the full story. But I just thought it was interesting that you know that was kind of resurfacing that that's surfacing right now after like so much time, and it was more of like a somber mood tied to him, and now it's like she's tattooed up and looking like a serious vixen and everything. And I was like, wow, yeah, all the power to her. Like, yeah, live your life, just. You got to have the consent of everyone else. <laughs> exactly. No, for sure. Um, in regards to BDSM, and there was, Ooh. yeah, Oasis did have a lot of videos on explaining it. I was a part of a panel of yeah, discussing yeah. Yeah, BDSM and everything like that. So what is your take on it? Like, um, are you into extreme BDSM or like in your personal sex life? What would you define as extreme? That's, that's the that's first the question, question for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i remember going to my first kink workshop and someone told like for for the uninitiated there's flagging orange and flagging orange is something that in wow. the bdsm community you you don't do unless you are serious because it orange. means orange means no limits so red is complete stop uh nope no, I'm not sure what the, the red flag is, to be honest, because there's so many reds. But orange is the one that people recognize. And and I still remember the individual who told me, like, never flag orange unless you are absolutely certain, because your orange <laughs> might not be somebody else's orange. Yeah. My orange might be, you know, or correction, your orange might be, oh, I'm going to slap you around a little bit. And, you know, you can call me daddy. And Their my other orange, one is like punch. <laughs> you know, my orange might be like putting a knife in your throat and saying, you know, you're not allowed to cough. So that, 
So <laughs> what, what is what, what is do? your definition of uh, of extreme kink? I would think that's extreme. Like, yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, in, I'm not <laughs> in the, the throat is pretty extreme. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not the edge play type. But uh, edge I, play, I, yeah, that's good. I enjoy a little bit of kink, but I would never flag orange. <laughs> so yeah, it just seems. <laughs> yeah, Friday. You no, know, uh, sorry. You know, um, you're orange. <laughs> I, I I have no comment on the orange or the orange, <laughs> but I I will say from like the people, because there's a lot of people, that, for lack of a better word, that watch us from the hood and stuff like that, right? However, and you know sometimes these types of subjects are a little bit like oh my god, stigmatized, stigmatized. Right? They don't understand mm-hmm. it. However, there's a lot of. Or, there has been women that I've met in the past. I don't want to say a lot. I'm making myself sound like a big old hoe. Do that. Or a Please. sexually free man. Right? Um, but I've heard women tell me, yo, if the guy puts a gun to my head while I'm fucking, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, that's BDSM. Or- now when, when you guys are explaining BDSM, that's BDSM. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like put a fucking gun to my head. Like, sorry, shorty, I'm not doing that to you. And, fu- and then fuck me and then talk dirty to me at the same time. Yeah, Tell like, me you want to, like, hurt me in how many ways. <laughs> I might hurt you if the shit goes off. <laughs> I don't care, daddy. <laughs> we might not make it through this one. I mean, risk aware, no, consensual kink. Like, you, as long as you're risk aware. No, that's that's not a good quote. <laughs> Risk aware, it, but the thing about BDSM and the, that that realm of fetishes is that it has to be two way. There has to be an understanding and the knowledge Absolutely. behind it. You can't go into a situation knowing that your fetish is all on point and it's lit in your head, and you're like, "I'm just going to do this," and the person that you're trying to do it with doesn't understand what their role is. It's all about role playing. Right. Oh, so absolutely. You got to know what your role is. Yeah. Oh, man. And like one of the biggest problems in, in Him bringing out the gun and he's not saying nothing. And she's like, what are you doing? I thought you would like this. Thought you were into this. <laughs> one of the like I've been in a number of different kink communities and I can't say that I'm a particularly like I'm not a super kinky person myself. I, I like a lot of different kinks, but I'm not super into it mm-hmm. um, in terms of. I'm not going for the really intense scenes and ropes. Uh, Rope, ropes rope are great. Ropes are awesome, but ropes can go from like a wrist cuff to suspending your partner with meat hooks. Like there's, there's a <laughs> from the nipples and everything. Exactly. And like I've watched that and it's awesome. I'm not able to do that safely. But the skin can <laughs> rip. Like you can have. Oh, like... you, you'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's like this the level of extreme BDSM with like whipping and blood, like that whole extreme deviation, deviance and all that sexual deviance and all that stuff. Like it just there's levels to it. So absolutely. There's levels to everything. And quite frankly, like there is people often get caught up on blood and blood's a big thing because there's a lot of risk with with blood and and, uh, fluid bonding for, you know, making sure that people are safe and and. not doing anything that can transmit and that sort of thing but uh it like people always see blood as the the big one and the red quite frank, flag the red, the red flag <laughs> the stop um and uh, honestly we do that at oasis as well because blood's hard to clean you need you need special certifications and all that sort of thing we don't allow that but yeah. um in a lot of the kink communities it's not necessarily that big of a thing if you're beating someone and they start to bleed well you just put a bandage on it and you're good to go um yeah. And there are people that don't have that filter because a lot of people like being spanked. And then it's like you can be paddled and spanked enough to the point where your skin will start to tear. Yeah. Right. And 
you th- there's levels to it again <laughs> yeah absolutely like the biggest thing is knowing what you're doing knowing what your partner's safe words exactly well yeah. yeah like safe words like bare minimum safe words for even <laughs> if you're putting like the little fluffy cuffs on in the in the you know bedroom um safe words are a must but uh knowing where you're at knowing where your partner's at knowing how to deal with when they when they call their you know safe word or their to actually pay attention to <laughs> yeah and uh knowing what you're into big thing I don't know. Again, I, I, I'm trailing off. I no, could talk it, it, about kink for days, and I'm not even that into it. I've just witnessed a lot of it. But it's the knowledge of it, right? And this is what inspires people to want to hear conversations like that, like this, which is what we do on the show. We're very open, transparent about yeah. sexuality, fetishes, and all of that. And sometimes when it, people hear people talking about it so comfortably, they can digest it. And like Friday was saying, there is a huge urban demographic that watches this show. Like all the shows, first of all. And a lot of people, for instance, I could say in the black community, when it comes to sex, they have stops. And I think a lot of people have stops because they don't know that you can go around it or it's safe and there's rules, right? Having safe words and understanding things. So a lot of the questions I've asked um, some of the other guests was if they're into like handcuffing and stuff like that. And a lot of people right away, especially the men, no, no, no. And you have to wonder if they understand that there's a sexual piece to it. It's not just uh, getting arrested. (laughs) You know what I mean? Fair. So it's, nobody likes the idea of handcuffs for jail purposes and stuff, but like there's an element of kink and fetish and role play into that. So how would you communicate that, you know, handcuffs are kind of safe place sometimes? I mean, the, the best thing that you can do is trust your partner, right? Like if you trust your partner, it's all about and the partner, it, who you're with. Because a lot of guys are worried about being handcuffed to a bed and then the girl leaving. <laughs> right. I, I mean, if you feel that that's a, a reasonable experience or don't a reasonable do it with fear, don't, don't fucking do it. <laughs> Save the fuck. Yeah. Don't fuck. Just, just don't do it. But I mean, another like for me, ropes are a good way to, to transition. Like handcuffs is like, especially handcuffs or shackles or whatever it may be, <laughs> they, they carry a weight to them like a physical weight and like an emotional weight, but like ropes, you can design ropes in a way that you can just pull on them in a way if you're not comfortable. And even, you know, if you're in the scene and you're the person shackled, you pull on them, they're done. That's like Navy stuff, like rope tying and all that, (laughs) not tying. I had a little bit of experience, but that was like way back in cadet days. Oh, you were a cadet? (laughs) Yeah. Oh shit. Can I I throw a quick question in there? Yeah. Because I've heard you describe, like sexual encounters, the scenes a couple of times. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> is that just something that just you do that, um, or is it? Uh, is there a reason for that? So yeah, the the common term within the BDSM community is you know you're gonna design a scene, and a scene is you know a, a pre-discussed set of you know either actions or scenarios that someone has, someone or some group or you know an individual said like these are the things that I'm okay with. These are the things that I'm not okay with. Um, this is what I plan to do. This is how I plan for it to go. And it sounds kind of pedantic and and you know not super sexy, but it's the way you kind of- Fifty Shades of Grey, perfect example. The contract. Ooh, I hate. <laughs> <laughs> but there's rules and I'm, 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 well, I'm not- reference. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say Fifty Shades, not a great reference because they break all the rules and yeah. that. And they fall in love and then, yeah, all this great stuff. Uh, the, the love is fine. It's just, you know, they, they make the rules and then they go, ah, fuck the rules. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're like the, the 
the baseline is there. Yeah, like you you make these rules and you you create this kind of scenario, this scene, and you you play through it. And then afterwards, especially in the kink community, you make sure that the scene went well. And if things didn't go well, you discuss it. And yeah, it, it seems pedantic and it seems kind of, you know. Think of it like this, like a porno. Sometimes you have the clips of like a behind the scenes where the guests kind of talk after and say, oh, it was great. You know, I did this. But the rules are discussed in advance. So, for instance, with BDSM and fetishes, it's like, if you're a dominant or a submissive, those two defining character traits have to be identified. So if you know you're the dominant person, you know what the submissive person is willing to accept in regards to their discipline or their pleasure play and all of that good stuff. Yeah, and none of this has to be filmed. None of it. No, 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 no. no. Just it's just for people in their just own bedroom, but the scene is just like, yeah. it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. the mood, like setting the mood for sex and stuff like that. Some people plan it. Some people be like, oh, let's go to, you know, a hotel and let's, you know, wear lingerie. Like that's a scene. It's just terminology that the partners are using within each other. Absolutely. And like okay. in the kink community specifically, a scene is, it, it's, I don't want to call it like a, a sacred thing, but it's, <laughs> a scene is, you know, a predefined set of uh, parameters that you're going to work within mm-hmm. for an interaction. And people call it a scene because it's, it's just that it's defined and, you know, you want to make sure that you follow all those parameters and don't push anyone out of what they're expecting because that's when people get a really really bad association with different kink things or or different scenarios and uh it's also where you draw the line between somebody doing kinky things and somebody doing sexual assault torture and abuse yeah Yeah. and it's just like even regular people having sex it's like guy and girl go to fuck and then you know girl doesn't want to do what guy wants because guy wants to pull hair and you know force a, an aggressive way of having sex and stuff and then it's just like and it happens with couples that are married or people that are dating like you can have an intimate moment with somebody and then it can change so fast zero to a hundred because you're having sex with somebody you don't really want to have sex with and then they start taking it to the next level and then you're not fully consensual with the level they're taking it to and then it becomes a sexual assault situation and that can happen with people that are in a relationship because there's levels to it. Once you say no, it means no. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, and there's, I guess, the communication as well. Like, you could have both people who are completely consenting, but then one person might not be into what the other person's into, and it wasn't communicated ahead of time. This is people, from the- what I'm getting from <laughs> our conversation here, outside of the BDSM community. Oh, absolutely. Like that, the- that should just communicate with each other. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. And then, like, when we link up, this is what we're going to do when we fuck. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, once you're with a partner, you can not necessarily go through the whole communication and contract series. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, in general, most people don't like to talk about it. And it's just like even talking about sexual health. A lot of people want to fuck and get into it. But when it comes to the real things, like, have you ever been tested? God forbid. You know what I mean? Like, who wants to talk about that? I mean, (laughs) one of my favorite introductions one of my favorite things that i've ever learned from a sexual health educator is the elevator speech and that's how much information can you fit in the ride of an elevator to make sure that you're ready to fuck someone um <laughs> i think it was uh, read my read if you're listening to this you're a hot man <laughs> but you know it's you you think about you know the the f- maximum number of things that you want to share with your partner in the ride of an elevator and the number of things that they can share with you uh, before you're ready to fuck them. You've been tested recently. What are you into? What are your safe words? What are your relationship parameters? Are you seeing somebody? Like- <laughs> yeah. Relationship parameters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Wow. That's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Wow. 
So I am mad at it. <laughs> I know. And again, the fine line. So um, in regards to you seeing a lot of the nude guests and everything that came through the doors of Oasis, would I've, you consider yourself a voyeur? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no hesitation. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, e- even now that Oasis is like, I'm a voyeur for my fucking partner. <laughs> She's got her own OnlyFans, and I'm sitting there just subscribed, simping like there's no tomorrow. Simping. (laughs) This is a title Friday. (laughs) Simping ain't easy. (laughs) Simping ain't easy. It's expensive, let me tell you. Oh, man. So you're her biggest subscriber. I like that. I I hope so. Actually, no, I hope not. I hope somebody else is balling more than me. (laughs) And supporting her. Nice. Oh, my goodness. So we are gonna get into our audience questions because normally we do have some participation from absolutely our, our lovely audience asking some amazing things please tell me the voice is there oh yeah he's here <laughs> the voice is somebody we have religiously for every episode who sends a voice note to ask questions and whatnot so That's my guy <laughs> and he has a great radio voice so i'm gonna play him right now please I love this question so much. And it's it's so sorry, Nana Goody's just on the timeline. Oh my goodness. Shut on Nana Goody. It's so funny because like we have so many like ridiculous themes and so many ridiculous things that we love to do. Um and we kind of try and take the seriousness out of sex. Mm-hmm. So like Bukake Night in Canada, legit theme. <laughs> get come um, done right um but honestly it's just us sitting around in a in a circle right now on a fucking zoom meeting <laughs> <laughs> talking and looking at like ridiculous calendar observances and trying to make sure that we've got enough you know awesome ideas uh but in general to be honest it's the aquafoots the aquafoots come up with the ideas for <laughs> all of our amazing ridiculous events and who knows what they're watching, right? They're right? just getting all the titles. Because I know even before, like when it was open, there was like singles nights. Um, there was like uh, people that did like um, tutorials on stuff. Yeah. Um, what was it again? I think there was a school teacher night. Like you got to dress up or something like that. There was somebody who. Oh, was- yeah. Like we, we tried to do every single, uh, you know, kink trope. I don't want to call them tropes, but kink avenues. And like making sure that we tried to hit every possible thing that people are into mm-hmm. and make it kind of like fun and accessible. So instead of it being like super serious, we didn't want to like make light of things, but we wanted <laughs> to make sure that people felt like they could come in and not spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on their outfits and that sort of thing. And just, you know, experience it without being ridiculed and that sort. So we like we had suits and nudes. We had cuckold nights. Suits and nudes. Did suits you catch and that? nudes is great. It's one of my wow. favorites. How does that night look? Uh, suits and nudes. Dudes in suits and naked ladies. It's fucking awesome. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. And I know there was also like uh, naked yoga. Absolutely. Naked yoga is one of our biggest events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to remember the ones that I can recall. I think there was like a glow party as well. Yeah. Glow is awesome. I, we actually just did an online glow party two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we've, we've done a number of them, but like what's sexier than neon lights and sex juices (laughs) (laughs) 
and music, right? Absolutely. And oh my gosh. Bumping music. And then there was also Money Shot. I was there for the Money Shot. Um, that was when you had cam girls go into the ballroom and they would be doing live cams. And then the Oasis guests would be able to come in as normal into the Victorian style mansion and just go to whatever sections they wanted. But they could watch the cam girls live while the cam girls have their online audience which is kind of like a OnlyFans type of thing right now yeah absolutely so it, it hit a number of different avenues so we did a lot of cam girl work where we had folks come in and, and be able to use kind of the the scenes and the platform of oasis to you know make a little bit more of a splash in their shows but we also had a ton of like aspiring porn actors come in and be able to use you know either uh, folks who we knew um, to work with different actors that we had on the roster or uh, different photographers and that sort of thing and, and kind of build their brand through us as well. It was great. We got to make super awesome porn and actually one of the folks who came in through us. Kate and I England. Can, Kate England is awesome. I was She's there for the behind the fantastic. scenes for her. I, I can, we can't take any any credit for Kate England. She's amazing. And I also don't think we can take any credit for Dahlia D, but I'm super proud to say that Dahlia D won a, a Pornhub Award this year. And she was... Well, Friday, gonna, you know her? <laughs> I see you. We, listen, don't let the comment gang come from you today. Just, listen, Friday, we've got, uh, we got Friday two has his great... top five uh, porn stars. Who are they? <laughs> You want me to listen? No, Top no. five. Yes, please. <laughs> <sighs> Shout out Riley Reed. She's in there. Oh, of course she is. Who else? Like, that's, 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 that's like a regular. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, number one porn star this year. She's got to be in there. Elsa Jean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. You got a roster. I'm like waiting. I'm like, where's the other three? <laughs> listen, they're already calling me Double H. Let, let, <laughs> let just continue your conversation. <laughs> Tim Duncan in the building. Wow. So now we know that Friday has a top three list for porn stars. Oh, shit. <laughs> Message him for Shut his top three. You. Oh, top four. We want top five. I only said two. <laughs> and then Pinky's the third. <laughs> and then all the other girls that do it themselves on OnlyFans. Give them the credit yeah, for being porn stars, too. Absolutely. OnlyFans girls, too. Subscribe to your buddies on OnlyFans. Everybody deserves a little bit of love. Yes, even mine. So don't be shy. Oh, shit. You got an OnlyFans? <laughs> no, not you guys. Not you oh. Guys. <laughs> Everybody else, though. It's the place you want to be. Check me out. <laughs> yeah. So another question is, um, what is sex club etiquette? And I've already said this a lot in, in my interviews and um, my tours and whatnot, but the etiquette of it, there is rules. People don't seem to understand that even though it's a sex club and it's a, you know, it's not really a free for all. You don't just do whatever you want. There are rules to the club. Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the most common comments we get from a lot of folks coming in is, you know, I feel like people treat my body with more respect in this space than they do in a regular nightclub. And that's because we make our rules very, very, very known and very clear like if you're gonna touch someone you gotta ask first you don't have to make a big deal of asking but you gotta ask and make sure that people are consenting and if yeah. you get rejected then you cannot ask them again for the entire night absolutely you get one shot yeah <laughs> i mean like don't pressure somebody into a yes you can't you absolutely can't do that um you want to make sure that you know you're being respectful of folks so like we have people of you know every type in our environment and we don't 
we don't discriminate at all. We don't discriminate and we don't we don't we don't respect any isms so like no racism, no transphobia, no sexism, no homophobia, like none of that. Um, you know, people should be able to come in and be who they want to be. And if you're not cool with that, well, go somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of the guests that I interviewed when I was there for um, Money Shot, a lot of them had different backgrounds. They had different body types. They had um, some of them had, you know, mental health or whatever the case was. It was a very diverse group of people that I randomly was interviewing. And a lot of them said that they felt more comfortable being naked in the club than they were on the streets of Toronto. I've heard that a lot. And like, I mean, they I'm felt so- less judged. I mean, like, can you imagine in the naked space, in the naked realm, you're more comfortable in the skin you're in versus being on the outside in general Toronto public, downtown, wherever, and you feel so judged just wearing clothes in your, your personality, basically. Like, I think that, says, that speaks volumes. I mean, I'm so happy to hear people say that every time I've heard it. And I mean, I've heard it sometimes. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it makes my heart so warm that people feel super comfortable in our space. Um, yeah, like we try and make, well, first of all, nudity is one of the great equalizers. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, you can't floss naked. You're, you're going to be who you're going to be. Um, and you can't disrespect someone in our space. Like if you're disrespecting someone, you're going to be asked to leave. And so, I mean, if you, you can't, if you can't do that, you can't what, follow the rules, you get booted. Yeah. Like anything else. Absolutely. And I think that also people need to understand that it was like a aquatic space. Like we're saying it like it's a sex club. Like it was just like, you know, just chairs, beds and all that stuff. But it was like a complete Victorian style mansion, three floors. There was two bars. They had stripper poles. They had different rooms that you can be a voyeur. They had glory holes. There was like, um, there was food, you know, at the bar and stuff like that. So it was like very action packed, but there was also a 20, what was it? 365 day pool, a heated pool that would stay hot throughout the entire year. So if you were looking for a place to not just go indoors and be naked, there was a patio space where people could enjoy the hot tub. And then inside there was like um, heated pools, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, we had the heated pool outside. So oh, okay. one, of the, <laughs> one of the best things that you could do is like hang out in January when a snowstorm and a heated pool. But in, <laughs> inside we had the we had a hot tub, uh, dry sauna, showers, dungeon for the kids. Dry folks. sauna, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, two bars, like nine playrooms, a private room. You know, there's there's tons of different things to do. And then there's events every day of the week sometimes twice a day depending on what's going on Mm -hmm. and it's not all sex related or it's not all it's not all specific hardcore sex everything is sex related but it's not you know you don't have there's levels to it exactly like (laughs) there's introductory stuff there's intermediate stuff and there's some real heavy stuff heavy orange (laughs) orange flag stuff (laughs) so uh, a personal question for you now please lights on or off when you're having sex oh my god lights on cameras rolling (laughs) <laughs> for your personal sex oh absolutely oh shit i mean it, there's definitely film of me online and multiple <laughs> venues so hold on so you don't really have a very popular instagram but are you on pornhub where people can search you because oasis does have a channel yeah um i assume there is definitely video of me on pornhub there's definitely video of me on OnlyFans. Oh. yeah and what kind of stuff are you doing Ah. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Don't leak too much because you want people to subscribe. Oh, and, oh right, right, right. But enough. Like, is are you going down on your girl? I mean, mm-hmm. are you like doing some like, crazy stuff, like extreme? Like, are you wearing like a mask? Are you like, what is your role in most of your sex scenes? 
Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you have a gag? Like, do you have the ball in the mouth? Everything? No ball. You- no ball gags. Um, I've been in most roles. I don't generally do submissive roles on on porn. It's not generally my thing. So you're um, in a, so you're the dominant. I, I, either dominant or equal. Like, oh. there's there's definitely some. Did you catch that, Friday? Dominant or equal? Yeah. Sparse. What is that equal? Sparse. Sorry. Sparse. Sparse. Dominant or my <laughs> oh. partner's a fucking brat. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, and then I mean, I say partner, partner or partners, depending mm. on what film you're watching. <laughs> okay. So. This is a another stigmatized issue. Please. <laughs> Prostate massage. Are you against anything going in your butt for pleasure? Please, guys, in no your life, let someone put something in your butt. There we have it. <laughs> or, I mean, like, if you need a like a, a, a stepping stone, just go on Explain Amazon. Explain it. No, no, but, seriously. Before you even get into all that, jibber jabber. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the anal play. Like, how satisfying is it? Because most guys, again, we talked about the handcuff thing. We're talking about most of the demographic that watches the show. There's Fair. stigma with that because of the whole jail thing. But the in the bump thing, that's that's kind of like a homophobic type of thing for a lot of the, you know, audience members that are watching. Like, oh, I would never let no man do that. Or, you know, it, there's a cultural stigma with it. That's, uh, you know, that's totally fair. And like, first and foremost, if you're if it's a hard no for you, don't do it. That's orange territory for a lot of people. <laughs> orange flag. But nah. I mean, all right. Real talk, though, like let your partner lick your ass. <laughs> Just wow. let that be the, the Friday. What are you doing over there? <laughs> You're grinding on the mic. Why are you? I'm hearing some grinding. I'm playing with my ice cap. Playing with the ice cap. Just, just, just give it a try. Like, you know, that's all. Like, if you don't like it, that's cool. But go into it with an open mind. You don't need to go into it with an open asshole. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Well, again, think about it, though. How could there be so much stigma with that? And then there's a lot of guys that would love to finger their girl in her ass or fuck her in her ass, like do things with the girl. And I mean, there's there's a huge power struggle there, right? Like a lot of people look at it as, as a dominance thing or like a um, a taboo thing. And like myself included, I love doing butt stuff on ladies because it does feel like extra dominant. And then it makes them come more. That's just the reality. It's true for guys too. (laughs) Yes, the prostate massage is a a stimulant for. This leads into Friday's next question. So, yeah, (laughs) let me jump into his question about the difference between coming and orgasm. Okay. Right. So, a lot of the time with a woman when she's having that major O, that big orgasm, it's like a buildup. But. If a girl gets wet and squirts and stuff like that, that's not necessarily her having an orgasm. That's because she's wet and then she can also have those episodes of those gushes. Absolutely. Right? So with that prostate massage, a guy wouldn't be having an orgasm. He would be probably coming and just having some squirt play for himself. If you're really lucky, it's both. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like... Then you'd be done after that. Right? Like, <laughs> you won't be done. You'll be fucking wrecked. <laughs> well, okay. Orgasm is bigger than the cum. Yeah. Because, yeah. right, it's coming, girls come, they come, they come, they come, they come. But it's rare that a girl has an orgasm. 
Some not rare, girls, but you know what yeah. I mean? It's not as regular as just coming. You know what I'm saying? And there's different definitions. Like everyone has their own definitions, right? Like I've had a number of partners who say like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll squirt, but I won't come. Or, you know, I'll, I'll make the face and, and I'll make the And squirt is about pressure too, by the way. Like, yeah. um, sorry, the organ, like oh, both can be though. That's the weird part. And, and <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna tell anyone that they're coming or they're squirting or whatever, or they're having you an orgasm. You just like water. It, you just like see it all come. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I'm at the aqua lounge. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like there are like everyone has their own definitions of their own responses. But like I, I had a partner who was a particularly squirty individual, mm. but. You know, she'd always tell me like Team Aqua. Team Team Aqua. <laughs> but she would always tell me, like, you know, you're not gonna make me come. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, are you sure? Cause like I'm soaked, my bed is ruined. <laughs> you and don't this... have that extra mattress cover padding? <laughs> I, I wish I should have. Everybody <laughs> should have that when they're squirt. I have blanket. a ton of squirt blankets, but okay. I mean, they go in the wash and you know, a washer can only handle so many. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, after a a almost a year of of you know playing with this partner, um, I I finally knew what she meant by you know you're not going to make me come because I made her come and it was a enlightening experience. She probably couldn't get up after it. No, she couldn't. Like, like it was yeah. you know cuddle puddle for cuddle yeah. puddle. I like. That. <laughs> Shout out to all the cuddle puddlers. Oh man, this guy got bars. I know. I'm t- <laughs> um, yeah, because I've been there. I've had girls who like it's, it's you know it's not you mm-hmm. that's making them squirt, right? Because you just got in there, and all of a sudden there's already waterworks. So it's either you're super highly sexual where you're already coming, or you're just squirting. You're not. But she's coming. sensitive. That's the thing. Like if she's already stimulated to that impact of just the lightest touch, yeah. Because it could be a guy licking her and she's already stimulated enough right it's the pressure points and the trigger points that do it for her because sometimes she's mentally already there sexually and you have to be there mentally to be able to produce that squirt power yeah to even be able to squirt if 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 she's squirting you're doing something right and you're touching her because girls girls can squirt without needing the physical touch right so that's the thing if you're already getting there and she's already amped right for a man it's like you're coming, you're coming. You're not really having little... You're having pre-cum sometimes, but mm. it's not as frequent. Like, you might be having pre-cum when you're lusting after somebody and you're not getting that play. But if the vajayj is right there, you're most likely going to have that effect of... And speaking as a female, too, like, once that anticipation and once your mind... Because a lot of females are more mentally, sexually stimulated as well. Mm. Men are more physically Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes mental, depending on where they are, if they're secluded and away from women, then yeah, mentally. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, naturally, if the woman is already there mentally at her climax and just needs that extra touch or that extra breath before he goes in down there <laughs> and all that stuff, then she's already there. So you have less work to do to get her to squirt. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that big come at that moment because she's not going to want to finish. She's going to want to keep going. I, listen, I've had a few multiple squirters. Maybe I'm just being humbled. I don't know it. <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm going to ask you this Friday. Have you ever had that? He's asking questions. I'm going to ask you now because I, I can see you. I love his reaction. <laughs> you ever had that time? Like everybody's had those guy those, talk. Guy talk those experiences where this. like, you know, you get off and it's like, okay, four, five, six ropes. And then you get to that one time when you're with your girl and it's like 
35, 45 hour and a half long and you just paint a fucking wall. Yeah. And you know the difference between the two? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Coming orgasm. No, no, I know. <laughs> I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, if there's super projectile, mm-hmm. I'm having a fucking orgasm. Exactly. You know what projectile, I'm saying? Projectile, meaning how far it is reaching. Like, I might, I might take a fucking eye out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And it's like build up too. And I yeah. think sometimes when you're more deprived of it and then you're there's so much build up because you need to let off. And I think when you go into sex knowing that you need to let off because there's so much adrenaline that has been built up, I think that also promotes the orgasm. Yeah. With that build up. No, I just wanted to put that out there because there is a difference. Absolutely. Right. And I I, I think it's less defined for for men or like yeah, you know, for you know, no, it's less defined for, for men in general, um, but for women, there's a very clear definition between yeah, yeah, yeah. coming and, and having an orgasm. Most guys <laughs> wait for the come from the girl and the orgasm. Girls is like, she wants to get finished, and if she's not, then she's not really concerned about when you come. Because the biggest stigma with sex with guys and women is that the guy comes too early. That's mainly the, <laughs> the biggest concern and the argument of... You know, is he coming too fast and whatnot? And then there's been videos where the guy says, I come when I come. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't really control it to that extent. It's just, I come, I come. And then if I can go, then I can. And if I can't, then it's done. But yeah, it's so interesting how the body works. But yeah, for coming, I mean, for squirters and stuff like that, you need to invest in like a mattress cover, a mattress protector. And there is a really good goat skin one from uh, Sleep Country. And there are some sex shops that have like... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have one. Whatever, who cares? Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna rep our own brand, but I am. We also have our own squirt blankets at Oasis. <laughs> squirt blankets. I didn't bring one because I didn't have enough because we have too many orders at the moment. But there's squirt blankets, and then there's also like the mattress protector, which is yes. so golden because at least then you can get a few, you know, wet sheets and then have to wash it after with the blankets like that kind of has to go on it. Oh yeah, like <laughs> if you are a Grand Canyon Niagara Falls squirter, get a mattress cover. Grand Canyon. <laughs> oh my gosh, so what are we saying about me? <laughs> Don't pay attention. Uh, next question is do relationships get based off trust or understanding in your opinion? Because I've had this conversation recently and I believe it's off understanding. Because there's things about people that you don't always trust. So I think it's... That is a very insightful question. <laughs> it's deep, I know. It's real deep because like, I was about to say both. But it really, like, it really depends on your definitions of both. Because in a lot of ways, like if you understand someone and you understand what they're doing, you trust that they're working within your own boundaries. Or... Mm. If you really, really trust someone, you understand what their needs are and that falls into your trust. So like it, it it depends. But at the end of the day, if you were to say one or the other. It's safe to say both, but then the conversation is really meant like it's a forced question to choose because it is and it's developed that way. So, yeah, no, uh, I would say. Fuck. I think by my definitions of the two, I would say trust because trust includes understanding and it like it may not like trust doesn't necessarily mean that you like everything that your partner is doing that's understanding though because it's like somebody could have bad habits but you could still like 
trust them to hold money. You can still trust them to like live with them. Right. Right. So it's because like, you you understand what they're doing, but you trust that they're gonna live within your boundaries, the boundaries that you've set with your relationship. It's just a, you know what? How about we just play it safe? It's just an insightful question. It's a super insightful question, <laughs> yeah. and like. I, I, it really depends on how you define trust and understanding because everyone has got a different definition. No, but for sure. I think... Thought-provoking question. Exactly. Just I'm just chiming in there. So <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. Oh, I've got nothing in my headphones. Oh, shit, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. My bad. That's nice. Yeah, you got to try this one. Just spark this one. Here you go. Just that's nice. <laughs> Whatever this is. <laughs> yes, and we are back. And uh, it's going to be unfiltered now. <laughs> Dylan was playing, sorry, Dylan was playing nice. I mean, I was, I didn't know what our filter was. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. No orange flags here. Go go ahead with the yeah. full bore questions. Okay. So, um, let me see if I have anything nasty. Okay, well, this is one of the questions. What is your after-sex routine? It's not nasty, nasty, but like... I mean, definitely wipe the goop off. <laughs> from no, both parties? I, from both parties, from all parties. Uh, dry the sheets. No, I mean... I, I <laughs> so <told> scripted. <laughs> this is not a play mode. This is all natural now, and you've just fucked. Absolutely. No, um, I, my like immediate thing, cuddle. Let your partner know, like, because generally our our sex, say our sex, the sex that I have <laughs> <laughs> is energetic. Um, so, like, let your partner know that you're there and still alive, and that they're still alive. But then, do you also, rate it though? Like after sex, we were talking about this earlier. Um, do you rate it? Like, do you high five? Do you like, yo, that was amazing? Like, because um, I. I I mean, I don't necessarily rate it with everyone directly, but I rate <laughs> it in my mind a hundred percent. Like. Do I file this for later and keep the moves? And <laughs> You're all about filming, eh? Oh, my goodness. It sounds like all his sex gets recorded. <laughs> I File it doesn't necessarily mean file it physically. Just put it in the back of my mind for later. <laughs> but also film it. <laughs> okay. So he already said that he likes lights on. Absolutely. What's wrong with lights off? There's nothing wrong with lights off. It opens the imagination. It does. If I'm going to go for... All right. Yeah, remember, this is like the raw. <laughs> yeah. Lights off to me is boring because no one can see anything. But the lights off feeling can easily be accommodated with like blindfolds. And so you blindfold one party and then the other party or parties can see what they're doing. Ooh. I fucking love blindfolds. Yeah. There's nothing better than blindfolding your partner and having them guess who's fucking them. Oh, okay, so you're talking about like a group sex type of situation. Absolutely. Okay, so not really one-on-one. I mean, it doesn't, it, you can do it one-on-one, absolutely. Um, Fifty Shades I, of Grey shit again. <laughs> I had a fun time with my partner the other day where it was like, you're blindfolded and guess if this is my cock or a dildo. Um, okay, okay, okay. Was that your idea? It was. I didn't even tell her it was coming. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so now you just inspired another idea. So, eating out your girl from the back, like if she's um, forward facing or rear facing. Are you asking my preference? Yeah. 
is she sitting on my face or yeah if she's face sitting like um facing forward to you or facing away if because you have the lights on so do you like to see the asshole and everything like while you're doing it like how does that work for you no i'm definitely like uh if she's sitting on my face she's facing away so i've got like the ease of access to everything (laughs) look at the demonstration (laughs) I was going to say, I know you're videotaping this, so like, I'm going to go. Well, the listeners go. now can understand. He's almost like he's doing um, like weights <laughs> in the Sorry. gym. So. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you're starting. What is it called? Friday. What is it in the gym? Like when you're doing that. You're doing uh, rows, like overhead rows. <laughs> what? Shoulder presses? Shoulder presses. Mm. Yeah. But like you're holding on to the booty. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Shoulder pressing that booty. So the reason yeah. I say this specifically is because you can do that and she can give you a hand job at the same time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was trying to hook up my sound effects. We <laughs> <laughs> need some natural ones. What about you, Friday? Talk up talk the things them. Sorry, I didn't know I was. <laughs> You're being what's brought the, in today. What's the question? If the girl is right, okay, she doesn't be riding her face, but if she is on your face, okay, with her pussy mm-hmm. from the back, so you can see the ass and everything like that. Like he said, you can. What is it? Bench press or shoulder press? Shoulder press. Shoulder press from the front and back, up and down, tongue out and everything, or forward facing you. Forward facing me, so I can grab the titties. Oh, that's a good yeah. answer. That is a solid answer. Okay. You were so prepared for that. Why are you acting like you can't answer I know my body, yo. I I, I respect (laughs) it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so let's talk talk about 69 now. Mm -hmm. Like or not really into it? I like it as a precursor. But, like, if you're trying to make somebody come, don't 69. You can't do two things at once. Mm-hmm. Because you're focusing on pleasuring her. she's You're still also trying to react to what she's doing to exactly. you. So, yeah, I could see where that comes into play. Yeah. And that like that's my personal preference. Some people can do multitasking fucking excellent. but Well, orgies, right? It, you have ha- two hands. You have two feet. You have, what, how many yeah. holes? Like, there's so many things that could be happening at the at same time. At least five. Not five yeah. holes, but five uh, appendages to please people. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Like, now we're really getting into the juice, right? I mean, like... What else do you got? What else do I got in terms of what? Like do you pref- like, okay, hand jobs? Absolutely. All right. I, I'm a weird individual <laughs> because like my partner is a full-time sex worker and I'm a giant cuck. So mm. <laughs> if, if my partner is giving me a hand job and talking about all the people that she's fucking, it's the best thing in the world. So that's your fetish? It's one of. Yeah. Friday, did you catch that? <laughs> um, <laughs> he no. likes getting a hand job while his girl is talking about... Other guys that she's fucked? Yeah, or fucking. Oh, he's very open. Can, that's, that's cool. It's just safe space here. It? It's, not my, it's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? But it's, 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 would, that, would, would, that, would that turn you off, though? Um, you want to hear about her fucking next month. Or fucking. I don't know. I'm a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's put it at this. Enough said with that, right? No? Selfish sex. No, I, I, I can get emo. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I'm, I'm put it this way. If it's my partner who is like, this is. That's what it depends on. If it's an intimate partner, personal or just a girl, you're. Yeah, because like. That's fair. You know, I don't want to 
for lack of a better term, randos, as we call them. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. Right? I get if it. she's just a rando, then do whatever the fuck you want on your free time. We just fucking. Mm. But again, you know the rules of the, the fetish, right? Like, because you're already into fetishes, then that is something yeah. that your partner would know in advance and then do something yeah. that you like in regards to that fetish. Absolutely. And like my partner has been a full-time sex worker for the last like seven years that we've been together. So if I wasn't into it, our relationship probably wouldn't have worked out. Because that's bore. her job. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. There's, 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 there's levels like you're saying, right? Yeah. Like if, like if my partner is a sex worker, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, um, cause like, you don't never want to change people. So you don't come into somebody's life and say, okay, well, I not, now I don't like you doing this or that. Yeah. Right? So if I choose to be with a sex worker, then I'm going to have to work within the parameters of what she's cool with and what I'm cool with. You know what I'm saying? So if her job or part of her job is having sex with other people, that's just something I'm going to have to deal with if I want to, try, if, if I want to be with her, right? But it wouldn't necessarily turn you on. Like, that's not a fetish for you type of thing. It wouldn't be a fetish for me, but it wouldn't necessarily be a deal breaker neither. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you open. It's not it's like, <laughs> it's like, okay. You are pushing this man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on camera, yeah. Because like, this is like, or actually not on camera, but on mic, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, like, fuck. Like, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm an open-minded individual. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm dealing with somebody who works in the sex industry, it is what it is. This is what I chose. You know right. what I'm and saying? you don't have to be into everything that they're into because naturally, you know, they're absolutely not. Like, yeah. yeah, but I'm also a person. Who I feel like I, I, I know my worth. So I mm-hmm. deal with the option of choice. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I go into a situation where I'm dealing with somebody who works in the sex industry, it's because it's something that I chose. Absolutely. Right. So I got to have to deal with the shit that comes with it. Right. And I, I will, to Friday's point, I will say this was not always a thing for me. When we started dating and when she was a new sex worker, it was not my jam. But uh, I wanted to be a supportive partner. Mm. So she kind of, I guess, opened up your mind even further. Because that if you're into that kind of fetish, then like, hmm. That would only promote you to kind of like want to know. Like, you, you already know that she's like doing things actively. So if you have that fetish, then it like it's kind of an enhancer because then you're going to have the stories. She's not going to have to be role-playing and making up all these things. It's like, absolutely. It's yeah. like last week, you know, I was da 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 Yeah. And I will say like, especially given the amount of stigma around it, I was not into it to start necessarily, or maybe I discovered it this way. Or maybe it was a trigger. Maybe it was a trigger. A lot of people have sexual triggers within them and they don't know the fetishes they're into. Like a lot of guys, let me just keep it real here. Yeah. Don't, they would say that they're not into sucking toes, but with the right woman, they would. I mean, seriously, there are men that will acknowledge a woman for having beautiful feet and then they would rub them and stuff. But then that comfort zone of, you know, kissing and stuff like that, like just like a guy getting used to not just um, oral sex on a woman, but even anal play. It's mm-hmm. like for the guys that would stigmatize and say, oh, I'm not letting no girl, you know, push nothing in my ass or whatever. Or I'm not pushing nothing in her ass. It's like when you're presented with it, there's a way to segue people into things because it starts with the oral. And then, the, you know, if you're in the mood, then she'll probably ask you to start doing things. And then you start pushing your hands certain places and different things start happening. So absolutely. Yeah. Like there's a there's a stepping <gasps> point for everything. Mm-hmm. And triggers are huge because and a lot of people don't know what they're really into until they're presented with it. Mm -hmm. and i think i've talked about this before like 
again, the whole celebrity thing. There are people that will look at Beyonce and be like, I eat that pussy any day. And then there are people that will look at their girl and be like, I won't even no now she's like baby mother i can't feel like i want to do that with her type of thing absolutely so it's it's different for everybody but i think that people trigger us and this is why so many people like porn because there's so much fetish categories and then they see things and then they get accustomed to wanting to now experiment or try but it always is based on the partner you have absolutely and it's interesting that you mentioned like oh you know i'll eat beyonce's pussy any day but my partner i won't (laughs) It's there's an opposite effect for a lot of folks in the kink community because they'll be like, you know, for my my rando, mm-hmm. we're going to do some kinky <laughs> shit. But if I love this person, kinky shit's harder because I love this person. I, I don't want to hurt them or I don't want to look at them in the same way or I don't want to say, you know, these these depending on this person, if they have a degradation fetish, like, oh, I can't say that to them because they're this person that I love. Degradation fetish. Check that out. Wow. No, and it's facts what you're saying. And I mean, it comes down to even the fact that you have, you're dating somebody promiscuous. Mm -hmm. Did that bother you at first? Like, did you feel like it could be uncomfortable because like everybody's lusting after your beautiful, sexy girlfriend who is sexually open and free and probably, you know, people are actually able to have access with her and stuff. Like, how did that make you feel? Do you feel small or like? Did you just follow suit and say, hey, this is what it is? Sure. No, it, it, to be honest, it was it was more of a me thing at first. I was like, we're not having like a we're, we're not having rules in our relationship. We're we're open and, and that sort of thing. And at first it was me who was going around being a big hoe. <laughs> <laughs> but as the relationship grew and like we we put, you know, definitions and, and, and all that shit on it. Then, yeah, it was more like I had to break through that stigma of like, oh, this is my my partner, not just someone who I'm fucking. But the fantasy elements there, because a lot of guys, they love strippers. They love um, oh, absolutely. escorts. They love all type of women that are sexy and promiscuous and that they can get pleased the way that they, you know, see it like. But to date somebody like that, there's always that end piece where even I've had this conversation recently where there are some men who feel like I would never marry a girl like this. I would never really date a girl like this, but I love them. Absolutely. There's a ton of struggle. And even within my relationship where we've been together, oh shit, I said seven years, eight years, (laughs) seven years since she started in the industry. You're going to get a a whooping. I know. It was our anniversary like nine days ago. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like uh, <laughs> the bondage is gonna happen, man. <laughs> I gotta protect gagged. my asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one straps of coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, let's get on the topic of that. Can Ooh. you take a huge dildo back there? I have not tried yet. So what normally goes there? I mean, I, I wouldn't call it huge. I call it a medium. <laughs> when a man has to judge the size of a dick safe language right absolutely this is a safe place yeah but like normally like for your for prostate play some people prefer fingers no yeah i would say normally it's more more fingers and things um Mm. but i mean and beads sorry the balls i have not had any beads actually (laughs) mardi gras coming up No, uh, <laughs> my partner just got a, a care basket from an individual who just got out of the industry and she was handing off all of her sex toys. Oh, wow. Um, 
and there was this long string of really awesome looking beads and we were like this is on the list mm. we're putting this in in the to do pile <laughs> okay <laughs> all right well to do pile huh so does everybody have like a bucket list of sexual things that they're like just dying to try? It's called a fuck it list. Fuck it list. Fuck it list. <laughs> I'm out of it. Okay, hold on. So you're open-minded. I you, think so. You do some kinky shit. Yeah. A lot of guys, when we ask this question about threesomes, a lot of guys have the judgment of they would only do it with another female present. Are you okay with a threesome with your girl with another man present? All right, funny you should ask because I was just chatting with my partner the other day about who she would hire as a male sex worker if we were to go to another city or if she wanted like an extra special present and we chose someone. Extra special present. Because yeah. wow. like she's in the industry and for our, we have an anniversary and we have a sex anniversary because nobody starts mm-hmm. dating the same day they start fucking. I never so. thought of that, having like a sex anniversary. Mm. A sex anniversary. Wow. Yeah. So our sex anniversary is in October. <laughs> Seriously. Though. And our anniversary is in February. And on our That's sex anniversary, it's great. It's almost it? six months? months. It's I almost exactly six months. Um, wow. So on our sex anniversary, we almost always hire a sex worker together and just have a wonderful night. Um, and now. He's so free. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's been great. Just dudes, talk to your partner about hiring a sex worker. No strings attached. Everybody has a great time. You're, go- you're golden. Um, but <laughs> for the last, I guess for the next one, after COVID is safe to bring new people in, we were talking about who we are going to hire. And there was this individual who she's been following on her, uh, on her Twitter for a while. And he's in Calgary. So we're trying to figure out how to do that. Okay. So then that leads me, sorry, into my next question. Are you into like cuckolding? Oh, yeah. Like it's. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, oh, yeah. I, was like, I told you earlier, I'm the... a huge cuck. <laughs> So you don't mind watching your girl get fucked like hell. Oh, no. I, I've told her, like, you know, send me videos, please. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a big window in her apartment right across from a parking garage, so it's great. <laughs> I'm, oh, my God. I'm kind of joking, but I'm also not. <laughs> wow. So you're that Everyone is consensual. That's, it's, it's a known factor. <laughs> <laughs> you are so understanding. Oh, my goodness. No, like... I, I, I we you know but a sex you get club. jealous like, though like no I'm, oh, absolutely I'm like jealousy jealousy is a different thing though like when when you've been in the industry for so long and like my whole life is watching people fuck other people <laughs> and her whole life is fucking other people oh shit so like what a combo yeah and we go to sex clubs together and it's great and it's awesome once the sex is no longer a big part of your it's, I shouldn't say it's not a big part of our relationship but it's not a big part of the intimate shared experience it's the other things that cause jealousy right you know is she cooking for someone else or oh the the mentally binding things does she give somebody else like or does she go and like know someone's coffee order and go and grab that for him when he's tired in the morning so it's real then i would though i'm so happy to have a man say that he does get jealous because so many guys try to play that role like bro like (laughs) they're too macho to feel jealous they don't really have real emotions and whatnot so no no it's just it it's different everyone has defining intimate factors of their relationship and it's the intimacy that people get jealous on it's not the physical necessarily Mm, i like that that's deep well 
Oh my gosh, there's so much to kind of talk about. And I think you've summed up so much for us. <laughs> In regards to Oasis Aqua Lounge, you've brought some merch. I mean, Oasis had gear too. I'm wearing a shirt and you'll see me with some more um, clothing from there uh, very soon. And um, Dylan, I think you did an amazing job giving and painting a picture of Oasis Aqua Lounge. Oh, quick fast also. What, what What's the name of the company here for these um, Canagars or whatever we're smoking? Big Boss? Yeah, yeah. Shout out Big to Big Boss. Big Boss Farms, yes. Big Boss Farms. Building. Fucking got me. I'm sitting right like now. 10 feet away and I'm already not able to speak. Smoke it was like deliciously like scented, if I could say that. The shatter in this shit? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you finally he said, getting hit? He said live hash rosin. Are you For getting hit for something? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With I'm your actually, tolerance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Duncan. Smack me in the face. For the record. <laughs> Wow. No, it, it's been a great time. And um, yeah, shout out again, Big Boss Farms for coming through. Blessing the spot. And uh, Dylan, amazing. And Oasis, um, people need to just follow the website, oasisaqualounge.com. Yeah, we're .com. And we've also got our like our online community, members.oasisaqualounge.com. And that's where you can like check us out. That's long, members.oasis.com. If you go to oasisaqualounge.com, you'll get redirected to it. Yeah. But we've got events like seven days a week. Sometimes twice a day, large okay. international orgies happening on Saturdays. It's great. <laughs> he is the guy to talk to about this stuff, man. And I'm so glad you came through. Again, it's zaylinks at gmail.com if you have questions or you want to suggest or recommend guests. And if you have questions, I'm your host, Alizé Vlog. Sorry, Alizé. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, Alizé Vlogs. Go to my link tree and see my handles, you know, support. And thank you. Thank you so much. Levels to the shit. Hey, oh, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, little nigga, we don't rock the same clothes. Levels to the shit. Little nigga, we don't drive the same whips. We don't fuck the same chicks. Cause we levels to the shit. Little nigga, we don't get the same paper. You a motherfucker. Hey.